0: Open your Bibles with me this morning to the third chapter of Jeremiah, Jeremiah chapter 3. A brother just prayed in the prayer room for us that today might be the best day of worship that we've ever had with the Lord, and that ought to be our goal and our desire. Every time we come into the house the Lord, will never pass this way again. It may be our personal last time in a church assembly. The Lord may come, and it may be the last time for all of us. But while we have this opportunity, we should give it all of our heart, all of our mind, our soul, and our strength to love the Lord our God. We have been adopted as His children by our older brother, the Lord Jesus Christ, laying down His life for us that we might receive the adoption of sons. We are blessed abundantly, and it should be reflected in our praise. The third chapter of Jeremiah is the prophet appealing to Israel, the ten tribes that had already gone into captivity well before this, and the tribes of Judah and Benjamin under the name of Judah, that they would repent and turn from their wicked ways and return to him. He compares them to an adulterous wife that is rejected properly and justly by her husband. And he tells them that it's a little different with me. I'm still married to you. And if you'll repent and return, I will receive you. And we can restore our relationship. This is the general gist of Jeremiah chapter 3. However, in the midst of it, as is common with the prophets of God, the prophet takes off and sees into the distance the church of the Lord Jesus Christ and us Gentiles being drawn into it and our adoption as sons, and I want to share a few of these verses with you as we begin our worship this morning. I'll start at verse 14. Jeremiah chapter 3 and verse 14. Turn, turn, O backsliding children, saith the Lord, for I am married unto you. And I will take you one of a city, and two of a family, and I will bring you to Zion. And I will give you pastors according to mine heart, which shall feed you with knowledge and understanding. And it shall come to pass, when ye be multiplied and increased in the land, in those days, saith the Lord. They shall say no more, the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Neither shall it come to mind. Neither shall they remember it. Neither shall they visit it. Neither shall that be done any more. At that time they shall call Jerusalem the throne of the Lord. And all the nations shall be gathered unto it to the name of the Lord to Jerusalem. Neither shall they walk any more. After the imagination of their evil heart. In those days the house of Judah shall walk with the house of Israel. And they shall come together out of the land of the north. To the land that I have given for an inheritance unto your fathers. But I said. How shall I put thee among the children. And give thee a pleasant land. A goodly heritage of the hosts of nations. And I said, Thou shalt call me my father, and shalt not turn away from me. This is the word of the Lord, Jeremiah three fourteen through 19 Amen. Notice first of all that it's only a remnant that the Lord brings back according to the 14th verse. I'll take you one of a city and two of a family. It's not going to be all of a city or all of a family. It's only going to be a remnant. And according to Romans chapter 11, there was only a remnant left of the nation of Israel. He was going to raise up pastors according to his own heart, which the Lord Jesus Christ did when he ascended to the right hand of God and gave gifts unto men. He goes on to describe that when they're in this new condition of returning and being taken by him and given pastors, that these pastors are not going to be teaching them about the ark of the covenant of the Lord. Neither would they even remember it. Neither would they talk about it, visit it. They would not be doing those things anymore because the old covenant and its ceremonial worship will have passed away. And at that time, in those days, verse 17 tells us that all nations are going to be gathered unto it. That is Jerusalem where the throne of the Lord is. And the Lord Jesus Christ is sitting on his throne in the heavenly Jerusalem at this hour. And we rejoice in that fact. And we, the United States of America, <laughs> citizens of that country, citizens of that nation, have come together to worship the Lord on His throne in the Jerusalem which is above, which is the mother of us all, as Galatians 4 and Hebrews 12 teach us. Right. In those days, Judah and Israel, there's not going to be any tribal differences anymore between the northern nation and the southern nation, respectively the ten tribes and the two tribes. But they would return to what God had originally intended for all of them, and that's His heavenly kingdom. But now the Lord asks Himself a question, and He asks a question in the 19th verse, How can I possibly bring this about? How can I take rebellious Gentiles and ignorant Gentiles, and how can I take rebellious Israelites and Jews and unite them together and bring them together to worship the Lord in Jerusalem and the throne of the Son of God. How can I do that? So he asks the question, how shall I put thee among the children? God had rejected them. Romans 9 through 11 are going to teach us that God had rejected Israel. 1 Peter chapter 2 tells us the same thing. But then they were called the people of God after they had been told they were not the people of God that God would bring them back and restore a remnant how shall i put thee among the children how shall i put you wayward rebellious israelites the 10 tribes and you rebellious jews and gentiles of all nations among the children when you put another child among your children that's called adoption how shall i do it how shall i put thee among the children How shall I give thee a pleasant land? On what basis will this inheritance be yours? How can I do it? A goodly heritage of the hosts of nations. There's a host of nations out there. In fact, there's hosts of them, of all kinds on different continents. But none of them have a nation like the holy nation that the people of God have in the kingdom of Jesus Christ. How shall I make them a part of it? Here's the answer. Thou shalt call me, my father, and shalt not turn away from me. I will make a new covenant with the house of Israel after those days, saith the Lord. I will put my spirit into them, and they shall cry, Abba, father, my father. Thou shalt call me, my father, and shalt not turn away from me. What was the weakness of the first covenant according to Hebrews chapter 8? There wasn't enough strength in the people to keep it. But under the new covenant, God provides that strength so that we're able to keep it. Praise His great and glorious name. Now the rest of the chapter just runs right back to the fact that they were sinful and that they needed to return. And surely as a wife treacherously departed from her husband, so have ye dealt treacherously with me, O house of Israel, saith the Lord. That's verse 20. But there in that 19th verse, along with the promise of of a remnant in verse 14, Pastors that would teach them true knowledge and understanding, verse 15. No more ceremonial worship, verse 16. Gentiles being included with them, verse 17. Verse 19 tells us how it takes place. And because ye are sons, God hath sent forth the Spirit of His Son into your hearts, whereby we cry, Abba, Father, or in this prophecy, My Father. There would be a change of religion. God would pour out His Spirit and cause them to cry unto their Father. And He's done that for you and me. We don't care about the Ark of the Covenant of Israel. We have gathered together to the throne of the Lord. And it is in Jerusalem. It's in the Jerusalem which is above that is the mother of us all and really the only true Jerusalem that has existed for the last 2,000 years. The Lord Jesus Christ, when He left the temple for the last time in Matthew chapter 23, He said, Behold, your house, no longer His Father's house, but your house is left unto you desolate. Now He has a house, He has a throne, He has a city, and it's all above. And we've been drawn nigh to it by the Spirit of the living God. And that Spirit has been placed in our hearts. It's by which we cry, Abba, Father. And it does a mighty work in giving us a new nature with strength and power, so that we do not depart as foolishly and as vainly as the Israelites and Jews had departed from the Lord. Let us praise His name for the adoption of a remnant, and for the adoption of Gentiles among them. May the Lord bless a short explanation of His word. Let us pray. Our Holy Father in heaven, hallowed be thy great and glorious name. Amen. There is no God in heaven or in earth beside thee. Thou doest according to thy will in the army of heaven and among the inhabitants of the earth. None can stay thy hand or say unto thee, What doest thou? Blessed God, the great and dreadful God, creator of the ends of the earth, we come unto thee as our Father. By the blessing and power of Thy Holy Spirit, bearing that testimony in our hearts that we are indeed the children of God. Heavenly Father, we thank Thee for this prophecy, that there would be a remnant called in the latter days. And in those days, the ceremonial worship of Moses would be done away. And instead, there would be pastors to feed Thy people with knowledge and understanding, not the obscure darkness and the beggarly elements of a carnal religion, but a spiritual religion where we are taught of God in our hearts. And we thank Thee, Holy Father, that You have made us part of that calling, that You have taken us, one of a city and two of a family, and called us together into this place where we might worship Thee this day. Heavenly Father, in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, we bless and we praise Thee and thank Thee for the adoption of sons. We thank Thee that Thou art our Father according to the good pleasure of Your will and not our own. We thank Thee that You will have compassion on whom You will have compassion and You have had such compassion on us. We ask, O Lord, that You would bless us this day to worship Thee acceptably as our God and our Father. Heavenly Father, thank You for creating us that we might know Thee. Thank You for saving us that we would be justified before Thee. Thank You for adopting us and possessing us, that You dwell within us by the Holy Spirit, and we shall live and reign with Jesus Christ and with Thee forever. These are the glorious things of the Gospel, and we thank Thee that You have sent them to our ears by pastors and teachers that You have raised up and gifted with the power of the Holy Spirit to teach us the truth of the New Testament. Oh, Father, we pray that You would reveal to us the throne of the Lord in the heavenly Jerusalem, and He who sits upon it, that we might worship Thee and Thy Son, Jesus Christ, and our fellowship with Thee and Him would be sweet and precious in Thy sight and to our souls. Forgive us our sins. Cleanse us from all unrighteousness. Be with Thy servants and saints in all other places on this globe. Heavenly Father, preserve our nation that we, the Gentiles of this nation, might continue to have that pleasant land, the kingdom of the Lord Jesus Christ, and to be able to worship in spirit and in truth, in quietness and godliness, in peace. Heavenly Father, continue to preserve our liberties that we might follow the according to the counsels of your word and our consciences taught by the Spirit of the living God. We thank Thee for all the mercies that we enjoy daily. We thank Thee for all the truth that You have shown us. Heavenly Father, in this hour, we want to lift up Your praise as our adopting Father and bless Thee for all that Thou hast done for us and shall yet do for us. O Lord, direct our thoughts into Thy Word, and our worship according to Thy Word, that all will be acceptable in Thy sight, O Lord, our strength and our Redeemer. Have mercy upon us, we thank Thee, for the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the forgiveness of sins, and the head of that church, even our Savior, Jesus. Now hear us as we call upon Thee in His name, and bless us, Holy Father, as we seek to honor Thee. And thy son in the way that thou hast prescribed in thy holy word. Keep us by thy might and thy power. Lest our feet would go astray from thy holy paths. Direct us into the ways of righteousness. And keep us from temptation and evil. O Lord and the presumptuous sins that would have dominion over us. And secret sins that we see not. Show them to us and lead us in paths everlasting. We pray in Jesus' name, and for his honor and glory forever. Amen.